Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out all the articles and podcasts updated daily and share those on social media. We face the same social media censorship that so many of you do. So when you share those articles and podcasts on social media, we appreciate it a great deal. It does help out. Hope you're all having a great night. We've certainly got a lot to talk about on tonight's show. Uh, Starting off, I want to start off with Hillary Clinton, who's out running her mouth once again, this time about the 2024 elections, making all kinds of conspiracy theories that the Republicans are going to cheat and steal the 2024 election which the hypocrisy is just clear for all to see. You look at what's happened with the Democrats dating back to 2016, where President Trump took office, and then they pushed this Russia collusion hoax for years, uh, swearing that Robert Mueller was going to be their savior. And then when that was all debunked and nothing came out of it, there were no apologies. There was no, oh, that was the big lie that the Democrats pushed. Nope, none of that. But when President Trump has a problem with the 2020 election, which we all know had plenty of anomalies in it, people freak out and act like he's the first elected representative to ever do so. The hysteria is out of control. But here you have people like Hillary Clinton and the Democrats who have done and continue to do the same exact thing. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on Hillary Clinton coming out and all already calling into question the 2024 presidential election before midterms have even taken place here in 2022? Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight, the night after uh, Halloween, when we're sure that there were a lot of witches out there on their brooms. And I dare say that Hillary Clinton is still on her broom, spreading election lies already. The writing is on the wall. There's a possibility there will be a huge red tidal wave. Now, I'm sure the Democrats don't like that. I'm sure that they're trying to do everything in their power to prevent that. Especially given the fact that they won't be able to continue their indoctrination of our children the most vulnerable amongst us, the indoctrination of illegal aliens that are coming here who really shouldn't be here and how the heck they're getting jobs, I don't know. I heard the other day, Andrew, that they're actually sending them to Florida and certain, I guess, uh, Democratic mayorships where the mayor is a Democrat and having them to do like a little cleanup. I I don't get these people. I I really don't. They want to change the face of America by dumping in illegal aliens. And if it doesn't work, they're going to come out and say, oh, man, they cheated. We couldn't win. That's the reason why they want these illegals to get driver's license versus driver's license versus voting in local elections. Then the next thing you know, oh, they can vote in all the elections. But that's what the Constitution is saying. You have to be represented. No, the Constitution is not saying that. You have to be an American citizen. And the fact that Americans are completely oblivious to that, they're buying into that, it shows you the lack of an education that a lot of Americans have. 
I mean, here you have Hillary Clinton coming out saying that Republicans are going to cheat again. Why? Because they're going to win the election? And the media, complicit. I heard a journalist the other day or a commentator. He was talking about Pennsylvania. He was saying, well, you know, the, one of the reasons why Trump lost, or, or no, I take that back. He said that, you know, when we went to bed, Trump was ahead in Pennsylvania. Everyone thought, oh, he had it. He, he, he's going to do this. Because they were counting the votes that came in that day. But then after they counted the votes, they said, oops, you know, this is not good enough. They went in and decided to count the mail-in ballots. Because remember, we were all locked in, locked down because of COVID. And we were told, you can't go to the polls and vote because you might get COVID. We were even told that if you got the vaccine, you wouldn't get COVID. And that it's those individuals who have not got the vaccine that's killing the rest of us. But a closer look and a closer observation, Andrew, and one would find that more people, unfortunately, have died that have taken the vaccine than not. Now, why is that? Now, that's not to say, and please don't think that I'm implying this, that the vaccine killed them. I think it's a combination of things. A weak immune system, a compromised immune system, rather, and that the vaccine just didn't help them out. I mean, these individuals already had issues. So that panacea that we thought would protect them, just not doing it. But no one wants to admit it. Instead, we want to keep pushing it. We want to push it on their children. We want to make sure that, oh, if they start school, they have to have that. That has to be one of their immunizations. And it's just, it's all about power. They just want power. They just want to know that we said you had to do it, and now you have to do it. Look at the CDC. The CDC is saying, oh, well, you know, it's recommended. It's not mandatory. And as, as soon as they say that it's recommended, you have these liberals that will jump on it. And, oh, we want you to do it. We want you to do it because you're going to kill me. I still see people to this day wearing a mask, outside wearing a mask. And I want to say so bad, that mask is not going to protect you from anything. It might keep you from smelling someone's bad breath or body odor. But the virus aerosol is not going to protect you. You can take it off. Oh, but like I said, we did the show once, the religion of the mask. They will wear that mask faithfully. Even if the mask is hanging below their nose, even if the mask is at their mouth, even if the mask is soiled, they will put that mask on. They will wake up in the morning and slap that mask on. I even see some kids at my, my, my son's school wearing the mask. That's the reason why. <laughs> I, I say all that to just to say that's the reason why Hillary wants you to believe that Republicans are going to steal the election. Because, see, they want to keep that control so they can keep people in the mask. They can control your mind and have you to think that Republicans are after you and that they're going to destroy America. I heard Barack Obama, he was, uh, he's on the campaign trail, and he's out pontificating. The Republicans, look at what they're doing. You're a lot better now than you were when that other one was in office. If, you know, if anyone believes that, you really need to have your head checked. Seriously. Hate Trump all you want to. Trump is bombastic. Trump talked too much. Trump constantly tweeted. I mean, it's just a tweet. And people got offended by the tweets. Well, why were you even looking at the tweets? Why were you on Twitter? But you got Barack Obama out saying, oh, no, you know, we're, 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 Joe, he's doing this thing. This is the same president who is right with them saying the world is going to come to an end. 
but we find him building a mansion in Hawaii. We find him living in a compound, Martha's Vineyard, the same Martha's Vineyard, where Governor DeSantis said, okay, you want the illegals to come here? We're going to send them to that sanctuary city. And by God, did they flip out. Now, initially they said, oh, we want them here. But when they saw that it was only 50, one was okay. But when 50 came, oh, no, we don't have the infrastructure. They can't come here. We're already, we're already crowded. We have too many people here. We don't have the housing. You got million-dollar mansions there, folks. They're not being used all year round. Certainly when you go back to the east or the west or the south, you can just open up those mansions to you know the illegals. But no, we can't have that. Ship them somewhere else. So off they went to another state. Well, not another state, but another part of the state. Because Martha's Vineyard the elitist, bougie place where the bourgeois like Barack Obama and Michelle, they go and, you know, let their toes, dip their toes in the uh, ocean. We can't have illegals here. And there was only 50. Now, Hillary Clinton can't talk about that. And she's hoping you don't talk about it. And you probably won't. You know why? Because the media won't report on it. They'll look at everything else besides that. Oh, we're going on over. Don't talk about that. But when it's time to talk about election deniers, oh, that's at the top of all their lists, including our girl, Liz Cheney, whom we spoke about the other night. I wonder if she's retired her broom tonight. Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe she's still on it. Because we all know that she's going around from state to state, having people to support Democrats and support their policies. And as we said the other night, she's supposed to be a Republican. So why would she push the policies of the left? I, mean, I, I just can't, Andrew, seriously, I can't figure her out. Not that I want to. <laughs> I mean, she was beaten badly at the polls by Harriet Hagman. Maybe she and, maybe she and Hillary, they're, uh, you know, they're on the same broom. You know, maybe she, Hillary, Liz Hillary, and who else? Oh, Nancy Pelosi. They can do the hocus pocus with that movie that's out, they could do the, uh, the, the, the Redux. Well, the Redux is out now. They could do the third version of it. Because as far as I'm concerned, they're all witches. I said witches. I didn't say the B word. But maybe some would say it. I don't know. Uh -huh. But if you say that. Yeah. But, you know, Andrew, you have to be careful when you say that. Because some of them take that. They'll wear that with a badge of approval. Like, yeah, I right, am bad right. bitch. Yeah, I was going to say that would be justified just as much as the other word that you use, but oh, yeah. uh, we'll keep it clean tonight here on yeah. After Dark. <laughs> but, you know, like, just, just going back to our girl, Hillary, I mean, and these election deniers, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed that she's coming out. And like I said, Barack is out saying the same thing, that you know that they will steal. And as I said, I was talking about Pennsylvania. When I get back to that story, uh, this one reporter who was saying that, uh, what happened last in 2020 is that they had counted all the votes that came in that day. And then they decided, they saw that Trump was ahead. I'm just going to play this out for you. I, I love playing these things out for you guys. So they started counting the votes. And they said, wow, Trump is ahead. Oh, man, he's going to win again. That's not fair. Oh, but wait. Remember, we shut everything down. Yeah, I was talking about that, remember? We shut everything down. And we told people, you can't go to the polls and vote. You have to vote by mail-in. Mail-in ballots because, ooh, if you go to the polls, you might get COVID. 
know, throughout that time frame, people were getting COVID when they didn't leave the house. <laughs> people were getting it. So, so and, and people who were leaving the house, they weren't getting it. We had we had grocery stores that were still open. People were still stocking shelves. And no one said anything about them. But it was those voters. You better stay inside and just mail us your ballots. So that's what happened in Pennsylvania. And as we had on our show the other night, Jim Marsha, who made us aware that the secretaries of states have a very vital, play a very vital role in our elections because they're scrubbing the registration list and they're looking at who's counting the votes and how many votes are coming in. So, of course, the secretary of state in Pennsylvania, along with some other uh, drifters, decided, okay, Trump is ahead. Wait, but let's look at those votes that came in. Let's count those votes. And by God, the next thing you knew, Biden had pulled ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Rob, even Stevie Wonder could see that Trump won Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, he had a 13 point lead when they stopped the voting or stopped the counting. And we all know what happened after that. They went into their full um, election fraud mode. And that's ended up what took place. And uh, just for these Democrats to act like, oh, there's nothing to see here. Um Every time this, uh, these elections take two weeks to count, we end up winning, but that's, that's fine. That's perfectly normal. It's just so out of place, and we do need people like Jim Merchant to get elected and clean this up because these secretary of states are very dangerous, and I think it's a conflict of interest to see these secretary of states uh, be able to run for even higher offices while they still hold the secretary of state position. Um, seems very biased and like it's a conflict of interest to be able to control the election at the same time as serve um, your spot if you're trying to get a higher office. Like we see a lot of these secretary of states decide they want to run for governor. So they'll run the election for the governor's race while they're secretary of state. It's just completely not fair. A lot of nefarious activity is taking place. And as Jim told us, at which it was unbeknownst to me, is that George Sowers was behind getting a lot of secretaries of states elected. Now, why isn't the FBI looking into him? Why isn't the Department of Justice looking into him? Now, uh, let me take a step back. They're probably looking into him. And then when they, once they found out what he was doing, they decided, okay, let's just put this in file 13. The same thing that happened in Wisconsin. I mean, this guy Tebow, his name was Tim Tebow, not the football player, they found out that he was doing something nefarious, and then he decided to resign. I mean, you're talking about election deniers. You have nothing but deniers on the left. Jamie Raskin is a big-time election denier. Maxine Waters. All of these people deny, deny, deny. And Stacey Carrie Abrams. Lake, Stacey Abrams. I mean, she claimed that she, I would, I'm the governor. I should be in the, in the, in the governorship of Georgia. Uh, Kamala Harris said the same thing. If it wasn't for racism, she would be the governor. If it wasn't for this, Barack Obama said it. And Twitter, under the old regime, allowed them to say it. They put it out there nonstop. They made certain that their people saw it and believed it. Meanwhile, we just questioned and just said, no, wait a minute. Something nefarious has taken place, and they kicked us off. They silenced us. They suspended us for life. Now, yeah. how can you suspend someone for life? 
Yeah, speaking of a new regime, as we all know, Elon Musk is now in charge of Twitter. And I hope to see a lot of these uh, tweets from people like Biden uh, labeled as misinformation like they did to President Trump uh, when he was president of the United States trying to inform the American people. Because we know these Democrats just flat out lie. I mean, Joe Biden's here saying that uh, gas was $5 a gallon when he took office. And we all know that's not true. It was only two thirty dollars a gallon. But the media lets him get away with it. So uh, I'd like to see Elon Musk definitely uh, start flagging these Democrats post for misinformation and giving them the same treatment that Republicans have had to uh, get used to for the past several years. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. We're available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrews. And as I was talking about before the break, Elon Musk is now in charge of Twitter. A lot of big changes are to come. He claims that he's put together a committee, a bipartisan committee to go through and find out all the accounts that got suspended, why they got suspended, and they're going to bring a lot of them back. He's even said he's going to uh, bring back President Trump. I certainly hope he brings back Rob and I, who got suspended uh, the same exact day President Trump did after uh, the January 6th situation took place. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how quickly Elon can make these changes. Uh, We talked briefly last night about him escorting some of these employees out of the building. Uh, People like Parag, the CEO, getting fired. Uh, Their legal representative got fired, which is Great news for me to see. Uh, Definitely he needed to clean house if he wants to make that app uh, serviceable for everyone to use. But it'd be very interesting to see what takes place under Elon Musk and how fast these changes happen. I mean, it's very interesting that this takeover happened just a couple of weeks uh, before these midterm elections. And it'd be interesting to see how he 
decides to moderate uh, the thing. Of course, he tweeted out an article about Paul Pelosi being in his underwear, getting beaten by the hammer with a lot of facts that the mainstream media does not want to talk about. But uh, I'm excited to see what Elon does. I hope he tags these tweets that are misinformation from the Democrats just uh, as some revenge. And then maybe we could end up getting rid of that feature in the future because it's completely useless. Rob, what are your thoughts on Elon and his takeover on Twitter? You know, I'm glad about it. And it just goes back to what we're talking about, the election deniers. And like you said, I mean, the, the right, their accounts were flagged. They were told there were misinformation because they were denying. They, well, not denying, they were just questioning the election of 2020, along with COVID, the treatment of COVID. I mean, anything that we said about it, they would put a tag on it. Now, I, I know you said you hope Elon Musk does the same thing to the left. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's necessary. I think that if you have an opinion, it's free speech, let it rip. If you don't like it, then don't read it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. What is the problem? That's what I'm not getting. I mean, our little voices, they were threatened by our voices. So we've got to silence it. We, we don't want anyone to hear it. But what are you afraid of? Are you afraid that someone might say, wait a minute, they're making sense here? Yeah. Because it certainly wasn't leading to violence. No, we don't do violence. You look at the left, they do violence. Look at what they did to the Supreme Court. And they're yet to come out and denounce it. Biden is yet to denounce it. Jen Psaki said, well, that's just democracy. They have not denounced it. But you got everybody denouncing Paul Pelosi and his hammer in his underwear. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what was going on there. I, I mean, serious, Andrew, I don't know what was going on there. Not that I want to know, but I think we need to get the, <laughs> to the bottom of it. Yeah, I think it could be like an orgy gone wrong. But uh, speaking of Twitter, it's just very interesting to see what's going to happen with Elon Musk, as you were mentioning uh, the misinformation tag. I don't agree with it. I would like to see it brought back for some of these Democrat posts and whatnot. And uh, President Trump being brought back, I think, will be a big move. Uh, I think bringing back a lot of these accounts that were suspended will be a good move. But I see so many of these leftists on Twitter saying, oh, hate speech is not free speech. Well, first of all, yes, it is. But second off, anything that they disagree with is what they consider hate speech. So these are not the people that need to be arbitrating what people can and cannot post because they'll label just about anything that they disagree with as hate speech. So, uh, Free speech isn't always a pretty thing. It could be ugly, but that's just the way it is. It's in our constitution. And that's what I believe we need to get back to on all social media platforms. Definitely in our constitution. And just like the word racism, I mean, the left, they're trying to define it and the right can't say anything about it. So this whole thing with free speech, they want to define what is and what isn't. I remember when I was in journalism school and they always said, you have the right to do this, but you don't have the right to go in a crowded uh, theater and scream fire because people could get harmed. Now, I always thought about that. I'm like, okay, uh, it really doesn't make any sense because it's free speech. Who's setting the parameters around it? And when you have all these people, mainly the media and big tech, social media, that are trying to define what is, is, I mean, we've got a problem. And even Jim Merchant said the same thing about uh, big tech and social media because he was, he's familiar with Section 230. We're going to have him come back on and talk about it. He spoke about it just a little bit when he came on our show. But again, it's one of those things that people don't know about. They're completely 
unaware as to how it affects them. The same way, as I was saying in the first block of the show about Pennsylvania and how when they saw that Trump was winning, they went in and said, oh, let's count these other votes to give us a leg up. And that's what they did. And I think the secretaries of state who were able to get into those positions, thanks to George Soros and his billions of dollars, will do this, try to do the same thing this time. So I hope Republicans are prepared to stop them. I mean, here we have Elon Musk, who has taken victory from the mouth of uh, the right, and hopefully that will help out. But there is a lot more that needs to be done. There's a whole lot more, because we can't just let these people just arbitrarily say, well, this is free speech, this is not free speech. You can say this, you can't say this, which is the trouble we got into with this whole election deniers. And I got to say, I think I mentioned this in the first block, Carrie Lake. Oh, man. I mean, she has like a list. She's done her research or her staff. And every time they bring up election deniers, she said, but wait a minute, this person denied it. This person denied it. And I've often wondered, why haven't more Republicans done that? Now, we've done it on After Dark with Robin Andrew. We've been doing it from the onset. I mean, I had my list and I was saying, wait a minute, look at all these people who have denied the election. Yeah, I have to give credit to a Ted Cruz on his appearance on The View last oh, week. Man. He, he also brought up all the Democrats who have denied elections. I thought that was uh, very smart on his part. I saw that clipping just the other day and I didn't know he brought it out, but I'm like, man, he just wrote a book and I think it's in the book also. But see, we need more people like that. Remember, Andrew, after the 2020 election, I'm sorry, the 2016 election. John Lewis, famed civil rights leader. And hey, God bless him. Rest in peace. He deserves all the kudos. But the moment he came out and said that he felt that Trump was an illegitimate president, his standings with me went all the way down. Because I'm like, how can you say that knowing that's not to be true, knowing that that's a lie? And you have all these people who are looking up to you that won't bother to think outside of what you're saying and will believe it. Look at the damage that the left has done with their election denying from 2016 through 2020 with Hillary Clinton at the very top, Barack Obama right there behind her on the campaign trail, still denying it, but social media won't shut them down. Think, look at the damage that they're doing. And it goes back to, as I said before, Andrew, we, I don't think they're teaching civics in school. Because if they were teaching civics in school, people would be completely aware that, wait a minute, they're lying here. Like Hillary Clinton is coming out saying, well, why can't we go with the popular vote? We should be going with the popular vote. But she never explains why in this country we don't use a popular vote. We have the Electoral College. It's not the best, but it's better than a lot of other countries. And then you have this knucklehead on MSNBC saying that maybe we should have other countries to come in here and monitor our elections. She's an election denier also. Now, see, they can say that. But if the right were to say it, shut them down. They're un-American. They're extremist. They don't like people. They're racist. They're xenophobe. They're homophobes. They're disophobe. They're dataphobe. But it is the left who keep this thing going nonstop. Like I said, Barack Obama is on the campaign trail now. You know what, Andrew? Why isn't uh, Bill Clinton on the campaign trail? Why don't they have him out there, I wonder? Or, or Hillary Clinton? Well, I know she's polarizing. I mean, Trump is still out there. Trump is giving these major rallies. And you have all these people there 
Whereas Barack Obama comes out and you probably have like about 150. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know why Bill Clinton's not out on the campaign trail is because this Democrat Party now is nothing like the Democrat Party that he left behind uh, in 2000 when he left uh, his second term as presidency. These Democrats now are so radical, so extreme. Bill Clinton probably wouldn't even know how to go out and campaign for them because uh, their policies are so different than what he promoted. And not to mention, uh, if you look at his health, I think yeah, they're keeping him hiding for that as well. Well, they'll keep him in hiding, but they'll let Joe go out and just completely make an idiot of himself. I mean, we know that the guy is cognitively challenged, so we'll keep him in. Is it possible we'll... that Hillary Clinton's a better wife than Jill Biden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> that, that is debatable. You know, I saw also, Andrew, while we're talking about this, that in Brazil, Bolsonaro lost the election uh, to this guy. Okay, let's see. Latin American left defeats right-wing leader Jar Bolsonaro in the Brazil election. And I like Bolsonaro. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say I think some. I think there was uh, some malfeasance taking place. One hundred percent. I was just reading <laughs> that think, article and I was yep. thinking the same thing. And he's yes. not going to concede the election as of now. But and um, he shouldn't. I think a lot of these uh, progressives from all around the world seen what happened here in America and they're like, well, if they can get away with election fraud in the United States, why can't we in Brazil? And uh, I know I'm coming out way early saying this. I don't have any of the facts yet, but just uh, based on the Democrats track record, I'd say there's a good chance there's some uh, malfeasance in this election. And, and I'm, I'm going to go even further because we know for a fact that Barack Obama was involved we know that a lot of people here in America were involved in that election, helping them raise funds and going there and telling the Brazilians don't vote for Bolsonaro because he, Trump liked him and he and Trump got along. And he himself even said, he was on Tucker Carlson one night, and he himself even said that he felt that there was malfeasance taking place in the election and that he felt that Trump even won the 2020 election. The left don't like that. Because they want to turn Brazil into this crazy haven that they have created here in America. And not only that, Bolsonaro also cautioned everyone that if I don't win, China will have its way with Brazil. Mark my word, the person who won could care less. And the guy who won, Andrew, has been in jail. He's corrupt. He's a corrupt politician. Just like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And don't you find it interesting that the media is yet to even mention Tony Bobolinsky? I mean, they're just like, he doesn't exist. Why is that, I wonder? Well, and and that's a facetious question because I know why it is. Because they don't want you, the voters, to know about it. They don't want you to know what's going on. They want you to think, oh, there's nothing to that story. But there's a lot to that story. Simply because John Durham lost his, those, uh, the court, fights, the trials, does not mean that Tony Bobolinsky's story is fake. That is a reason why, as we said a couple of weeks ago, it is up to a Republican Congress to come in and do what the Department of Justice and the FBI will not do, won't do, can't do, and wants to look the other way. And one of those things is to denounce the election deniers, call them out. Call Barack Obama out. It would be a beautiful day if they were to handcuff him. It it will never happen because I don't think people on the Hill 
have the balls to do it. Now, there are some that would say, "Uh uh-uh, this is wrong. We got to call this out. But then there are others who want to protect the Constitution. I mean, not the Constitution, but the institution, like Bill Barr. I often wonder, what is Bill Barr thinking now? Now that we know what happened, that there was malfeasance in Wisconsin, and we have judges coming out saying it. Now that we know in Georgia there was malfeasance, and we have judges coming out and saying it. Now that we know in Pennsylvania, they said that the judges should have never intervened with the election because that's the responsibility of the legislative branch. What is he thinking now, I wonder? Because he didn't even want to look at the election. He picked up the phone and said, Secretary of State, is everything okay? Everything is okay. Okay, bye. A Secretary of State who was put into office thanks to George Soros' billions. So what is Bill Barr thinking now about those election deniers that he supported, that he gave a leg up? He could have very easily said, there's something wrong here. We need to halt. But he didn't because he was trying to protect the institution. But the institution is flawed. The institution has problems. And in order to correct the institution and make certain that it's doing the right thing, you have to denounce it. But Bill Barr chose not to do it. After coming on CNN and saying, Wolf Blitzer, you know what you guys are doing with those mail-in ballots. The the country is already divided. That is a recipe for disaster. And then he backtracked. What is he thinking now? Maybe he's an election denier. It's just unbelievable as to where we are in this country that you have people who have put lies out there in control of what's happening now, like Hillary Clinton. Shame on you, Hillary. Shame on you. It's unbelievable, Andrew. Yeah, it really is. Well said. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did, and we're so happy we've tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. So a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You could go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products. It costs nothing to go to the website, check out the products, read the reviews, and you can save 25% off with the code OUTLOUD. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the promo code OUTLOUD to save 25% off your first order. Biggest discount we've ever given on Healthy Cell before. Thank you so much to Healthy Cell. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Make sure you go to our website and check the banner bars. The banner bars to the sponsors, when you click on them, automatically give you a discount on products. I like especially Healthy Cell REM Sleep Supplement for a great night's sleep. I took it last night. No wonder I feel so good today. Check out Healthy Cell and go to our website, Banner Bar, to get a discount off your first purchase. Let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. 
It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. How the spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. Now we invite you, friends, to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Last half of the show, folks, and we're still talking about election deniers like Hillary Clinton. Barack Obama, Joe Biden, uh, and so many on the left who have denied every time uh, a Republican has won the election since 2020, they've denied it and said, oh, that can't happen. That's impossible. As if though Americans can't say, we're tired of the bullshit. We're tired of the criminal activity. We're tired of you trying to change our kids, the gender of our children. Do you actually think people want that? We're tired of you guys trying to abort babies and tell us that it's not murder, it's family planning. We're tired of that. We're tired of you trying to redefine what a woman is and saying that men can have babies. Do you think people don't, you think people want that? No, they don't want it. So why are you putting it out there? But see, in their minds, you think that, We're going to decide for you, so you shut up, which is what happened with the COVID shutdown. You guys shut up. We know what's best for you. We're going to run things. And now we're finding out that it was for naught. Because even with the vaccine, you could still get COVID. You're better off not taking the vaccine. Now, I'm not saying don't do it, especially if you have a compromised immune system. But more people have died after taking this vaccine than people who have died that have never had the vaccine. And again, the vaccine did not kill them, but they had an underlying condition. So the vaccine just didn't work. A compromised immune system just didn't work. But you can't say that. We're told you can't say it. Because if you do, you know, we're going to shut you down. And look at all of the awards that the reporters on the left, the Washington Post, New York Times, that they won over this whole thing with the election. I mean, they won all of these awards like, oh, and Trump, he did this and he colluded with Russia only to find out that it was a big lie. Is anyone going to go and take those awards awards back? And back to what you were saying during the first block of the show, Andrew, about Twitter, you had people on that they were putting all these little disclaimers on what they were saying. And the lies that they told, is anyone going to go in and take down those tweets? 
because there were a lot of lies that were told. And just going back to when we're talking about, uh, you know, election deniers and the tweets and whatnot, I, and I think I said this the other night, that Nancy Pelosi's daughter even made fun of Rand Paul when he was attacked. Are they going to take that tweet now? No one has said anything negative about Paul Pelosi. And not that they should, but uh, I don't know, Andrew. Uh, I think there's more than meets the eye with that story. And we're going to keep talking about it the same way we kept talking about when he was, uh, uh, was arrested for DUI. And they tried to suppress it. They tried to hide it. They even tried to hide his mugshot. They didn't want it to see the mugshot. I wonder if there's a picture of him in his tidy whities Well, they didn't say they were tidy whities Andrew. They just said he was in his underwear. But, you know, thinking about the nudist, I'm surprised he was even in underwear because he's a nudist. So did he go to the house with the hammer and his underwear? I mean, how did he? I mean, I mean, you folks, you can go on Google and Google Nancy Pelosi's house and you'll see that it's right on the street. So, I mean, did he did, did Paul turn off the alarm system? Well, people have Google out. Go ahead and look up the love hammer. I wonder if that's what was used on uh, Paul Pelosi. It's got the four vibrating functions. It's got all oh kinds God. of features on it. So I think that might have been the uh, hammer he was attacked with. And I don't, I mean, this guy's 82 years old and they're saying that he's going to recover. I mean, you got bashed in the head with the hammer. And Andrew, here's a thing that's interesting. Like, I mean, I think you pointed this out the other night. They were doing a wellness check. Now, who called the cops to do a wellness check at 2 a.m. in the morning unless someone knew that something was up and they said, hey. And they knew the guy's name that broke into the house when they called the police. That's a fact right. that's being left out by a lot of the media. They actually mentioned the guy by name when and, they and, called the police. And here's something else that's missing that they've left out, that there was a third person who said that he was taking pictures of all this. So what was this third person doing? Rob, I got to give you credit. As <laughs> soon as this story broke, you messaged me and said, I wonder if this has something to do with his DUI and the person that was in the car and how they would not uh, reveal the identity of the person in the car. Uh, I think the facts are looking like that Paul Pelosi is a sexual deviant. That's just where I'm at with this well, wait, wait uh, story. Wait, that's not fair. Okay, <laughs> we can't say he's a deviant. I mean, to each his own. I mean, maybe he likes, you know, he's he's a, a swinger. You know, there's nothing. Everyone has a different taste when it comes to sex. And, you know, uh, Nancy's always in D.C. I mean, the guy is there. And, you know, maybe he has a rather healthy sexual appetite and she's not putting uh -huh. out. I mean, he's got to go somewhere, you know, to get his rocks off. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong if he wants to be with the nudist. But my problem is, why are they wasting taxpayer dollars? And they're saying, oh, the police came so quickly. Yeah, but they had defunded the police in, uh, in San Francisco. So, so you think that if he is um, hooking up with this nudist, allegedly, do you think uh, Nancy Pelosi is aware of this? Or is he just having an affair on her that uh, she is in the dark about? No, I think Nancy Pelosi is aware of it. And I say, I give him a high five. I mean, he's got to do something. <laughs> I mean, he's there all along. The only time they meet up is when she's going back to break COVID restrictions to have her hair done. And then once it's done, she won't let him touch his hair, touch her hair. Then she goes back to uh, D.C. 
and try kneeling with Black Lives Matter and doing all these other, putting all these other stage productions on, these theatrics. I mean, the guy's got to do something. Guy's got to have fun. I mean, there was a song that came out, Girls Gotta Have Fun. Well, he's got to have fun. Yeah, he's 81 years old, but come on. I mean, he's all alone. She's not there. Maybe this is an indication to her, it's time for you to step down. And hopefully, come election day, she'll be able to step down. Because I'm sure she will not want to be the minority speaker of the House. And maybe she'll go back home. And she'll retire and they'll look blissfully thereafter. But something else I want to mention, though, you know, we're talking about election deniers. Nancy Pelosi is an election denier because she said that Trump wasn't duly elected, okay, in 2016. And when she, keep, when she, and when she comes out, I'm going to get to my point, but when she comes out and she says, I said that, Mr. President, you are the best president for this time. Why is he the best president for this time so that he can destroy the country? Because that's basically what he's done. So when I hear Barack Obama on the campaign trail saying, oh, look, look at what Joe's done. and He needs to keep doing it. Keep doing what? Inflation is through the roof. Mortgage rates are through the roof. Oil prices are through the roof. We have a supply chain problem. We have crime that's like bursting at the seams. We have our kids who are like suffering at the schools. And you're saying that this is great? Dude, are you insane or what? That's the elitist, bougie people. That's how they work. But back to the point that I wanted to make, and I might bring this up on every show until we get to the bottom of this. What the heck is going on with Dianne Feinstein? Where is she? I mean, this is the same kind of stuff that they want to do in Pennsylvania with Fetterman. Fetterman is ill-equipped to handle the the job of a senator. We all know it. And when I see people coming out saying, oh, I'm going to support him. I'm going to vote for him. Like, are you insane? And they're going to probably use those votes, those early votes, the people that voted for him, to put him over the top from Dr. Oz. So I would say to Rona McDaniel, have your lawyers in place because they're going to try and cheat. They will cheat unless Oz beat him by a significant number. And even if that were the case, because look at what Trump happened in 2020, he was way ahead of Joe Biden. And then they came in with these found votes and they said, oh no, uh, uh, Biden won. They will do the same thing with uh, Dr. Oz. So it goes back to Dianne Feinstein. Where is Dianne Feinstein? We didn't vote or the people of California, San Francisco, they did not vote for her staff to run her job, to run her office. Where is she? I want to see her. The media is giving her cover. Now imagine, if you will, if this were a Republican in hiding because he's cognitively challenged. He has the early ages of dementia or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease. Even if it were in another country that they didn't like, The leaders, they would be calling it out. Look at how many times they said that Putin was on his death's doorstep. Look at how many times they said that little rocket man was dead. He's dead. We don't see him anymore. I mean, think about it. This was the media saying that a leader of a country, albeit a wayward country, was dead. And the man is still out there. Putin is still there. Oh, he looks bad. He's dead. So if they will say that about the leaders of another country, just imagine how they will protect Folks, here, look at what they're doing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is clearly cognitively challenged. He doesn't know if he's going or coming. When he was being interviewed by Jonathan Capehart, he fell asleep. No one said anything about it. They're pretending as if though you didn't see that. Why? Well, we, we don't want to embarrass him. What do you mean? He's already embarrassed himself by falling asleep on live TV. He's embarrassing America. 
Why is it that they're giving him cover? The same way they're giving Dianne Feinstein, the same way they will give John Fetterman cover. Because the guy can't put two sentences together. Why is it that when we're having the debates, they're giving Democrats cover because they won't show the debates on regular TV so that people can see them? Look at Kathy Hochul. When she came out and said to Lee Zeldin, why are you so concerned about crime? What's the big deal? That was a deal breaker. It's like, are you serious, Kathy? Look at how many people have been killed in New York City, pushed in front of a train, people coming after them with matches, elderly people being killed, children being killed. And you're saying that that's not of a concern? Are you serious? Look at Lori Lightfoot. She's out dancing around and then wanting a raise. And the media is not saying, wait a minute, these people have failed their constituents. Why are they still being propped up? They should be running pieces saying, don't vote for them, but they won't. You have reporters saying, oh, John Fetterman is the smartest man ever. Joe Biden came out and said, oh, he's the smartest man ever. Well, compared to Joe Biden, maybe he is, because Joe Biden said that Hunter Biden was the smartest man ever. Sorry, Barack Obama. He's saying that you're not smart. Look at the cover that they're giving these people. Where is Dianne Feinstein? We will do a show about that. And I want to tell it. Where's Dianne Feinstein? Now, this woman will be dead and in her grave before they even tell us. I, to be honest with you, and I don't mean any harm. I mean, uh, God, God bless her. But I think she has one foot in the grave and another foot on a banana peel. That's a slippery slope, Andrew. But no one is saying anything about it. The last time we saw her, she looked as if though she was lost. Where the heck is Diane Feinstein? I am troubled by this. Why haven't we seen her? Why won't they do a wellness visit to her? Maybe, you know what? Maybe I should call the police and I should say, go do a wellness visit because we haven't seen her. Right. We have not seen her. Uh, yeah, I still have to wonder if even an old uh, Diane Feinstein that probably clearly has dementia, if she would still be worse than Fetterman. I don't know, because this guy was a disaster after his stroke. I'm, as I said, he's a complete vegetable. He might as well be a 90-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Uh, that's about where his brain is at from where I'm standing. And Democrats are just ready to vote for this guy. You've got the New York Times saying he won the debate. I mean, how could anyone ever take anything the New York Times says seriously again? Um, not to say Dr. Oz was... Uh, the best, or I'm a huge Dr. Oz fan, but he was actually pretty good at debating. So to say that this Fetterman clown beat him, I mean, that's just proving you're biased um, right then and there. Well, I'm, Andrew, I'm just looking at what you just sent me, a tweet from the New York Times saying that Elon Musk in a tweet shares link from site known to publish false news. Now, he needs to find whoever did this. He needs to get to the bottom of this because we're going to encounter a lot of this. We're going to see a lot of this during this transition when he's taking complete control, because I'm sure you got a lot of folks embedded within Twitter that are gonna work in opposition against him. And those same people have contact with the Washington Post, with the New York Times, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, and these are the same people that are giving Dianne Feinstein cover. These are the same people who are election deniers that will deny every election that Republicans win and will say they didn't win, they cheated. How could they win? No one would vote for them. No, I think it's the opposite. No one would vote for Joe Biden. No, who, who voted for him? He got more votes than Barack Obama. I'm surprised Barack Obama isn't coming out saying, I'm pissed to the heart of pissivity. He didn't get more votes than me. Are you serious? But they want you to believe that. 
See, this is how these people operate. They are professional liars and they will lie and lie and lie and they will deny and deny and deny. But where the heck is Diane Feinstein? Where is she? How old is Diane Feinstein, Andrew? Is she like 86? Let me, let me, let me Google this real quick. Yeah, she's at least 84, I believe. I mean, and I think, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nancy Pelosi is 81. Let me see, Diane Feinstein. I mean, I like doing this when we're right on air. So that yeah. people can... Uh, and in fairness, there's Republicans like uh, Chuck Grassley. He's pretty much just as old as them. I think they all need to go. Enough of the uh, dinosaurs. I mean, we, I love elderly people. They're great people, but they should not be serving in office. No, nowadays. not that long. I mean, her she is... Wow, she's 89 years old. Holy just, smokes. She just had a birthday June 22nd. Now, let's see. How old is... Uh, what's her name? Nancy Pelosi. I think she's 81. Yeah, 80. I mean, and, and I said this before. What they want to do, Andrew, they want to Nancy Pelosi. She is 82. What they want to do at Diane Feinstein, they want to say that she was the longest serving female senator in American history. It's all about identity politics. Now, Diane Feinstein doesn't know if she's here or there. She doesn't even know. And I don't mean any harm by this, folks, but <laughs> she doesn't know if she's in heaven, hell, <laughs> or, or on earth at this moment, I think. <laughs> I'm serious. She doesn't. She does not know it. I thought you were going to say uh, she doesn't know what state she's in, but you went one step further. <laughs> well, that too. She doesn't know what state she's in. I mean, she's just there. I mean, God bless her. She served her country uh, admirably. She did a good job while she could, but it's time for them to stop hiding. Her. It's time for them to stop hiding. Let's put her out there and just say, you know, folks, this is, this is what we are with Diane Feinstein. I mean, and even if she were to retire, the governor would be able to replace, give her a replacement, and they'll probably get her daughter, her son, or someone. That's how the Democrats roll. Look at Lisa Murkowski. I mean, she took her father's position when he got sick or died or whatnot. They just give it to the, the spouse or the child or something. And, and these are the same people who are supposed to be so virtuous, the same people who claim to know so much, and they're so righteous. They're nothing but a bunch of hypocrites, along with Liz Cheney. Adam Kissinger, and all the rest of them. So, and just to be clear, folks, and I know we talked about Paul Pelosi quite a bit, and we'll continue to do it until we get to the bottom of the story. But I mean, I wish him, I wish him well. What happened to him is unfortunate. But in my humble opinion, the all of the attention that they're placing on this thing, and this is how we should work together, I didn't see that coming from the left when the right was attacked. When yeah, Rand Paul was attacked, the Supreme Court justices. Have. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I would have to agree. And we've definitely had a lot of fun at Paul Pelosi's expense this show. But uh, as I originally stated yesterday, it's a no laughing matter when an elderly man gets attacked. I mean, that's a horrible situation, um, no matter who it is. But you've got the Democrats and the media immediately trying to point fingers at people like Rob and I and all of our listeners, Trump supporters, trying to say that we're the reason this attack took place. And it's obvious for anyone with a set of eyes to see that is not what happened. Um, we're probably never going to hear the real true story about this Paul Pelosi attack, but the media definitely is not going to uh, 
give out any of the details that people want to know. Well, I can't believe it. We're already out of time tonight. Thank you all for joining us once again on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is on America Out Loud, available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. And you can go to AmericaOutloud.com and click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 Talk Radio. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.